the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Good afternoon. It's a couple minutes after 4 and you're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560 WFIL.com and on the app. You can download that free, by the way, from WFIL.com. Slap it on your smartphone or tablet. And carry us with you wherever you go. We're good company like that. Forecast, beautiful day. Some sun and clouds, 58 the high. A lot of clouds later on in the night, low down to 42. On the cloudy side tomorrow, might get a shower or two, but on the mild side still, 56 the high. Flyers in Detroit playing the night. Flyers on the road, 7.30. Sixers also on the road at Miami and also starting their game at 7.30. And of course, yesterday... Big Super Bowl with Kansas City 31-20 over San Francisco in that Super Bowl. And Andy Reid, former Eagles head coach, picking up that first Super Bowl championship that he was hoping to get probably a long time ago, uh, but certainly happy to have it now. And I know a lot of folks are happy for him, including fans in Philadelphia and including former players like Paul Grassmanis, who joined us on the phone. Good morning, or afternoon, I guess we are now. Hello, sir. <laughs> Long day, huh? You know what? I ate my lunch. You know what my lunch was? I just got a meatball and a little small piece of chicken and an apple, and I stood at the kitchen sink in the cafeteria area like for about three minutes. That That's how this day has been. So That's the meal of champions. <laughs> and there were chocolate truffles nearby. Maybe I had one yep. of those, but I'm not going to say. Yeah, absolutely. I'm yeah. with you. Hey, you know, I see, well, speaking of which, by the way, you look, you know, I see on Facebook, you've gotten yourself in, in even better shape, it seems like, than in your playing days. You, you're taking yeah. good care of yourself. You know, well, I'm trying to take care of myself. I'm nowhere as strong, uh, but I am I'm lighter on the feet. Let's put it that way. I, I need to be. Uh, and what and what prompted that for you? Was it was it you know responsibility as a husband and dad and all that, or or just you know? Yeah, you know, I mean, my wife and I, you know, I think the last we spoke, and you you're very familiar with, uh, but we adopted a couple of years ago, and yeah, you know, shoot, I'm in my mid forties now, and so uh, you know, getting healthier is only going to help me out and give me more energy. Yeah, and um, but no, I mean, honestly, when football got done with. Um, it's always been a goal of mine. I mean, gaining weight for me, I, I can gain weight looking, looking at food. And so <laughs> it's going to be, a, it, it's a lifelong struggle for me. I will always have to, uh, watch what I eat and I'll have to exercise so that I don't balloon up. Yeah. Um, and I, and I try to be conscious of that. That's good. That's great. Well, uh, Paul, for those just tuning in longtime friend, I got to know him when he was with the Eagles, but prior to that had been drafted by the bears played in Chicago for a few years, then just a little cup of coffee with the Rams and then the Broncos for a bit before settling into Philly. And you were here when Coach Reed was here and got to go to a lot of playoff games in your in your time. What were, what were your thoughts yesterday just as the game unfolded and, and how Coach Reed played into that for you, you know, rooting for him? 
Yeah, you know, I think I can speak for a, a lot of people in just the the, the character uh, of, of Andy and just how he's treated his players and, and the organization and just the people that he's, you know, come encounter with. And, uh, I mean, he's just, he's professional. He's a class act. He truly cares for people as individuals. And, um, you know, I mean, and he, I think he, you know, he puts that up front, you know, that's football to him, I think is, is second and, and, you know, and he loves football, uh, but he truly does care for people. And, uh, you know, I mean, he gave me a chance, um, you know, back in 2000 and, uh, and, and I'm grateful that he did, you know, like you, you had mentioned, I was drafted by the bears and when the bears let me go after three years, um, the Rams briefly, you know, picked me up for one week and then they let me go after a week. And then, uh, the Broncos picked me up and I played, uh, you know, the remainder of that season, uh, with, with Denver. Um, so that off season, uh, was very uncertain for, you know, to me, I didn't know what my future was going to hold and what team I was going to play for. And, and, um, you know, the Andy brought me in and, you know, the next six years were fantastic, um, but I owe him a, a lot. He just—he's just an awesome man. I, I love him. He—I can't say enough about him. Paul Grassman is our guest. It's the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Uh, you know, it's interesting as you're talking there. It's occurring to me to think any coach, and I've had a lot of coaches myself, in just in high school sports, and uh, my kids, and I've seen other coaches, and they all have different, I guess, strengths and weaknesses. Uh, but sometimes it could be, you know, taking the game so seriously like that's the only thing going on. And obviously, you know, Coach Reed took the game seriously, still does. But that whole element of does it does it have to come at the expense of people? No. You know, there are different ways of running a ship, and I guess everybody's got the right to do it the way they want to if they're in charge. But it sounds like he really managed to, to take the football side seriously, but the people side uh, as seriously, if not more. Yeah, you know, one of the, the things that Andy did well, and, and I'm sure he still does it in, in Kansas City, um, but it, took, it was always about the little things. And he would make a big deal out of little things because when you do the little things right, you're going to do the big things right. Hmm. Um, and, you know, I mean, as little as signing your name off on a sheet of paper for breakfast, it, you know, as little as that might sound, it was the little things. Tucking your shirt in uh, or tucking your jersey in for practice was another one. He, you know, if you were out there practice, your jersey was to be tucked in. Mm. You had to be tucked in on Sundays, so do it during the week. Interesting. Um, Interesting. It, yeah, I mean, again, it was the little things. And, and, and that, that sticks with you all these years later to remember that, you know, a dozen plus years later. That's really something. Uh, absolutely. And I think he just did a good job of, you know, when I look back at those early years, he just did a good job of weeding out people who who really weren't there for the love of the game. I mean, Andy really wanted people there that loved the game, not just the paycheck. And, um, yeah. Yeah, and again, you know, the proof was in the pudding. I mean, he put out great quality everywhere. I mean, whether it's in Philadelphia or in Kansas City, I mean, the man's a winner. Um, yep. and it's, you know, when you go on Facebook or Instagram or, 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 you know, social media in general, you'll see that all these former players say the same thing about him. Yeah. 
It's a great thing. It's a great thing, and it's great to see him. Uh, you know, I was watching the pregame yesterday when the national anthem was being done. Yolanda Adams did against God Bless America, I think it was, and or America the Beautiful, um, I think it's what it was, and then the national anthem. You see him mouthing the words. He's there. He's taking that seriously, and then he's getting ready for the game. But I was like, he looks, I don't want to say old, but he looks like, man, because I covered the team during the, the heyday when you were in town, when McNabb and Westbrook and all these players, and a lot of great players, and Dawkins, and uh, and – you know, he just he looks like you know he's he's been around a long time and uh, he still got some football well, looks like after him. But I was just happy for him. You know, the crazy part, Tim. I mean, you not you and I have known each other for a long time. Is when I think about it, yeah. that was twenty years ago, <laughs> right. right? I'm old with gray hair now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. It, it just it blows me away. You know, I'm, I'm 45 years old and. You know, ninety percent gray. Like, what the heck? Yeah, yeah. Where'd that come from? Isn't that the case? Right. That's the truth. You had. I know. I know. You got a busy family and all that. Do you have time to hang through one break and chat a little bit more on the other side? Absolutely. Okay. Not a problem. Okay, that'd be great. Paul Grassmanis is our guest. It's Tim Demar Show on AM five sixty WFIL, uh, WFIL dot com, and on the app. And uh, we're just hanging out, chatting today. So if you, uh, you know what, I didn't have. Uh, the ability to take a call. If you want to give a call in, you're welcome to do so. 800-560-WFIL. You want to say hey to Paul, uh, to Paul uh, 800-560-9345. We also have some stuff to hand out today, so uh, keep our number ready for that and our text line, too. We'll be back in just a moment with more. It's Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. You're listening to a podcast of The Tim DeMoss Show, heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560, WFIL. And at WFIL.com. It is 414, the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Paul Grass Menace, uh, former Eagle, as well as several other teams in the NFL joining us, checking in today, day after the Super Bowl. Glad to have him on board. And uh, as I'm listening to that commercial, the last two things I'm thinking about you, Paul. First, I'm thinking about the the uh, workout dance with your kids. I'm sure having adopted your beautiful son and have, being blessed with a beautiful daughter as well, you've learned how to have those dad moments and had good perspective since you played. Uh, your playing days have concluded. Yeah, you know, I mean, life, uh, you know, life is a blessing. And children are a blessing. Yeah. And, um, I mean, they've completely changed my life, uh, as most people's. And, Gosh, I, I mean, I really wouldn't have it any other way. I mean, they are, uh, you know, my son, people say he, he's, you know, kids in their adopting or having a child in your 40s are going to keep you youthful. And I, I would definitely beg to differ with that one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think I think all my gray hair has come in the last two years. Uh, That's funny. But he's, but he's awesome. Uh, you know, and my daughter golly she's she's a godsend as well i mean i can't say enough about them you love the lord a lot i know uh talk about that for a moment just how that how that helped in terms of the transition from perhaps wrapping up your time with the eagles which again folks are tuning in paul grassman has played for a number of teams including the eagles from 2000 2005 um, more so the first half of those years and had some injuries that the second half of the career, but you know, very much a part of those playoff teams that folks, you know, where Andy Reid almost got the team over the hump and, and all that, uh, still a lot of exciting football those years. But when that wrapped up, I know you, I think the last time we talked, you said, you know, you kind of knew you were done physically, to, that it was almost a relief maybe to wrap up, but still to transition into everyday life when you're what, 31, 32 years old, 
you know, that's still a little scary to start over at that point. No, it definitely is. And, and most people, I don't think can truly understand what that's like. I mean, sure. We got a good start in life playing a professional sport and, you know, financially what it's able to provide this and that. The flip side is you have to begin and start pursuing a second career. And, you know, being 32 years old and being told to develop a resume, <laughs> I've tackled people for 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's so not, what can you do? Yeah, well. You know, exactly. And so it's, <laughs> it's, it was intimidating at first when I'm putting that resume together and I'm like, golly, this is, uh, is going to, I mean, sure, I've got a unique and interesting background. Uh, you know, going to school at Notre Dame and playing for the in the NFL for a number of years, and and holy smokes, what else do I put down? That's hilarious. Um, yeah, so that that was a trip, and um, but you you know you alluded to, I was definitely prepared, hands down. I mean, I, I most people don't know, but you know, I still had one more year under contract with the Eagles, and and I walked away from it. Um, you know, the Eagles didn't let me go. Uh, I retired. I, you know, shoot, I quit. Uh, it, the Lord, had, you know, through my injuries, the Lord was preparing my heart all along. And, um, I just knew, I just knew it was time to move on to phase two. Which has been, what, what have you been up to since retiring? Uh, so I have been with the same company now, for, uh, for the last 10 years. Wow. Um, it's a. I oversee all of their sales. Uh, it's a company actually out of Swedesboro, New Jersey, really? Sun Foods. Okay. Um, it's a food importing company. It's family owned. Uh, we import f- items from all around the the globe, uh, and we get the the product into distribution through dis- food, service, food service distributors. Oh. And um, so I come back to Philly often and. And, you know, but these days, unfortunately, I wish I'd get, be able to get over to the Eagles much more often, but it's, you know, more for other purposes. Yeah. Well, when you're in town, because uh, I mentioned the, the last two commercials in the end of our break there, one was about the dancing with your kids and being a dad, but the other one had to do with the listener party we're having on the 23rd of February at China Garden, where did we not eat there together one time, you and your wife and my wife and I? I'm thinking there is a strong chance to yes. be there. It does sound familiar. Yes, I remember having good a good Chinese meal there. So, in any case, you know, next time you're in town, let's let's somehow make it happen. If it works for your work schedule, try to connect there, make it make it okay, happen. Okay, I, I I will say this. So I was I was uh, at the Giants game uh, back in December. Really? And so was I. I was up there. Okay, so I was up there with with our a mutual old friend of ours. Uh, who lives near me today. And okay. um, so Mr. M- Mr. Mike Vogel and I. Yes, sure. I DJed his so, wedding. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> That's we, funny. We, we, took a, we, 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 we took a tour of his hometown there. Yeah. And, um, you know, and we visited all the local, you know, the bakeries and the place to get wings. And I, I, absolutely, there's so much more to be seen and had in your neck of the woods on the Pennsylvania side. That's funny. Mike, of course, has been in a lot of movies and uh, some TV work, right? And he, and it's been, in, but he's also loves the Lord too. So he's got the. It's a challenge, you know, when you're in a spotlight like that and you're in in the public eye and, and doing movies and things. So how to keep your faith strong and at the same time be, you know, navigating those waters. He, so 
he absolutely does an, an amazing job with balancing all that. Um, I know even recently he's had a, um, a movie or a TV show uh, that has been handed to him. And I know he and I have spent time praying on it over the phone. Mm-hmm. I know he's been praying on it, uh, you know, with his wife and just in general with other men that he and I are associated with, you know, cause he, I know with all my heart, he does not want to do anything if it's not led by God. Um, can't lose that. And, I'm sorry. You just can't lose in that in that with that mindset. No, you can't lose. And, and he doesn't care. He doesn't care that he has that stigma before him, even in his industry. Hmm. Um, you know, his agent knows it. Uh, those that he worked with knows it. Um, you know, for him, it's Jesus first and foremost. Um, and I love that about him, and he's very proud of it. Amen. Paul Grassman has been kind enough to hang out with us for a little bit here, played with a number of teams, uh, including, you mentioned actually, it's kind of a funny thing, you're drafted by the Bears, just a little bit for the Rams, Broncos, and then with the Eagles for the bulk of your career. You had number, I guess it was 93 for the Bears, 95 for the Broncos, 96, if folks look back at the film, they'll see you in uh, Eagles Green with number 96. But did you have a number for that one week you were with the Rams? Were you there long enough for them to give you... (laughs) Was it ninety three? It's. I want to say actually. Uh, now I'm trying to think about. It. I want to say it was ninety five as well. Okay, so they get yeah. Um, my goal was to always have ninety three. Uh, I had ninety three at Notre Dame. Uh, then getting drafted by Chicago, ninety three was available. Um, and then when I got to Philadelphia, I forget my rookie year, but it was it had been taken by somebody already. Okay. Um, but at the same time, so when 96 was given to me, um, you know, it was just a reminder to me that, you know, it's just a freaking number. Who cares? Yeah. And, and you know, it's a new beginning, new city, new everything, and just accept change. Change, change is good. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, last thing for you, my friend, uh, well, two-parter, uh, music. I know we've talked Christian music in the past. Uh, any any artists you've been listening to or in recent weeks or months or just a favorite that you have in general? So right now I've been listening almost on, on replay is Toby Mac's latest song uh, that he wrote about his son. Oh, yeah. Wow. And, um, you know, I, you know, living living here in the same city uh, as Toby uh, and here in Franklin, Tennessee, you know, it's Everything that's gone on in his life has been, you know, in our local news and newspaper and whatnot. And the release of his song really was all over the city of Nashville. And I'm sure everybody who's into Christian music, um, you know, knows the, the, the story there. And I mean, his song I could just listen to over and over and over. And the lyrics are just unbelievable. Well, and I'll say this, uh, Paul, as you mentioned that uh, for those who don't know, you know, Toby Mac. Uh, one of the people I respect the most, in fact, our son Toby is partly named after him uh, because uh, as over the years getting to know Toby Mac, um, formerly of DC Talk, and he had a lot of solo albums too. Man of integrity, man who takes time for people, looks you in the eye. when you, If you ever meet him, he's not looking like shaking your hand and looking over your shoulders to the next person. Um, he, he really uh, takes that time with people. But um, he, lost, you know, he lost his son, Truett, 
I guess it's about three months ago now, and uh, just age 21. And there's a whole story behind it. But the song you're referring to, we've played on the show a little bit called 21 Years. And if someone's listening to this radio station, whether you're a Christian or not, highly recommend the song 21 Years by Toby Mac. And um, just read through the lyrics, go on Google or Vivo, wherever the video's at, and and check it out. Because it will really help you get a, a perspective super quick. This life is full of voices full of options competing for all of our time and our attention spans. So I'm glad you brought that up, Paul, because it's a, it's a very grounding song in a different way than say, you know, cats in the cradle would be by Harry Chapin or whatever it might be. Those songs are good too, in a different way, but this song, especially if you're grieving the loss of a child, uh, but still it it hits home and has that residual benefit of those of us who are, you know, in position to remember, hug your child, hug your son, spend time, turn off the TV, turn off your phone, look your wife in the eyes, look your kids in the eyes. Right. So absolutely. Like I said, you know, it, every time I listen to it, you know, I'm definitely going to shed a tear. Uh, the lyrics are just that powerful. And like you had mentioned as well, uh, about who Toby Mac is, he, you know, he's definitely not one to look, uh, look past you or through you. He, he, you've got his full attention. Um, you know, I've met him numerous times in, in the past, especially when I was playing in Philadelphia um, but I had a chance to, to go on the tour bus with him, gosh, it's about three or four years ago. And, uh, it wasn't even for a, um, a, a weekend of, of music or for concerts. It was actually for a golf tournament that, that, um, 10th Avenue North was putting on. Hmm. And so Toby and I had a chance, you know, to, to drive, uh, you know, to be on the tour bus to, together for a weekend. And um, just getting to know one another, and you're absolutely right. I mean, you know, he just sat down with me, and you know, he didn't care. You know, that I had played football. He didn't care about anything. He cared about Paul Grassmanis, the the individual, the human, the the father, the the husband, and um, he's just he's awesome. I mean, he's a guy that I look up to. Well, and as a reminder to pray for him, uh, you know, music fans can pray for him and his wife, uh, Amanda, and, and their children because they have a family of five and now uh, four without without Truett. And um, it's just a reminder. We can pray for people, too, from afar uh, and encourage you know encourage them from, from that way. Um, and, and that's how I wanted us to wrap up our time, too, Paul, was just to ask how we could pray for you, uh, you know, whatever angle it might be. Yeah, you know, I mean, just to, uh, I guess it's covering my family. Uh, we we could always do that, um, you know. Family, I, I love my family, but you know, family also has you know day to day things that you just need to to overcome and, and to face, and whether it be health issues or or whatever. Um, yeah, just pray pray for my family, and I, that would be awesome. We can do that. We can do that. It's a, it's a privilege. In fact, Lord, I'm going to pray right now for Paul. Thank you that we could have a little time together and also uh, pray for your blessing on his wife and uh, uh, daughter and son. And you're just your hand on their family. You give them wisdom and help them to have a proper balance too with each other. And again, for wisdom for uh, Paul and Carrie with their, with their children and how they raise them in your ways. And also for God honoring, you know, lifestyle with work and everything else in Jesus name. Amen. 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 I thank brother. you, brother. I appreciate you. It's my privilege. It's great to hear your voice again, and and do look me up when you're in town next time. All right, my friend. I will. Do, Mike and I have talked about it, and it's a done deal. <laughs> we'll make it happen for <laughs> Good. sure. Good. All right, my friend. Greetings to your family. 
and keep walking. You the same. Keep walking with the Lord. All right, my friend. We'll talk to you soon. All right, love you, buddy. I right, love you, brother. It's Paul Gra- uh, Paul Grassman is former Eagle, played for several other teams in the NFL, and we had a uh, privilege of having him on today, among other things, because he played for head coach Andy Reid, who was with the Eagles for a number of years, and then moved on, and of course won a Super Bowl just last night with the Kansas City Chiefs. Quick break. We'll come back at uh, with more things to come, including a we'll chat with John Brazier from the Philadelphia Phillies. Warm weather, spring training's coming. We'll just get a little eye bird's eye view of what's going on with the Phillies coming up and maybe some things you can look forward to as a fan in the uh, 2020 season. Back with more in just a moment in WFIL. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com. It's 431, the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. How you doing? Forecasts beautiful day we've had and continue to have eventually a lot of clouds and a low of 42 tonight kind of cloudy tomorrow maybe a shower too but a high of 56 so we'll take that flyers are at detroit 7 30 tonight sixers at miami 7 30 super bowl of course 31 20 kc over san fran last night there's only one thing missing from all that and uh we need the baseball component to the sports report. Hence, the world-famous John Brazier joining us. From the Philadelphia Phillies, director of fun and games, grand poobah of all things enjoyable. Hello, sir. <laughs> my world-famous? Wow. <laughs> I thought it was just my household. No, no, it's growing. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Well, you've been with the, with the team, what, it's a quarter century now, right? Over. I just, uh, in, in two weeks, or less than two weeks, I'll hit my 26-year mark, so I'm going to my 27th season. Wow. How about that? Yes. The 20 started when I was five. <laughs> yeah, right. That's true. <clears throat> so, you know what? I got an email, John, from uh, Deb over in uh, – she's been there for a long time, too, uh, in the PR department. And uh, yep. she, she sent the, the, the truck day is coming for the Phillies on Friday, just a few days from now. And this list, you thought you were having trouble packing for wherever you're going – Ten thousand cups for uh, for you know for the players to drink from. Twenty four hundred baseballs, two thousand short and long sleeve shirts, twelve hundred bats, and like a huge list of other things, including the all important fanatic hot dog launcher, which they're going to need down in and golf train. clubs and bikes and hot dog <laughs> launchers and Powerade mix and <laughs> everything else is going down there. Yeah, well, I just thought with the warm weather, beautiful today. And baseball coming uh, this soon. It would be a great time to just connect with you and say hello and see how your off season was. And, uh, you know, when we've had you on, I guess last year, you were on several times kind of leading into the, the special retirement ceremonies for Jimmy Rollins and uh, Chase Utley and Ryan Howard and the promotions and fun stuff that the Phillies were doing. So, but, but the truth is your life is kind of, you know, 12 months in terms of those things. You got to be thinking way ahead for promotion. So how, what do you want to have a little tease for what might be coming this way a little bit this summer or, or whether it's spring, summer or fall for the, yep. uh, I think it's um, one of the things that's uh, well, first of all, the, the big off season move. I mean, obviously um, we, we got Zach Wheeler and uh, we also got DD Gregorius. Right. Um, but I think really the, um, and those are obviously huge moves. Uh, I think the the biggest one though, and, and just the impact that we're seeing just from a front office point of view, but Joe Girardi, uh, I can't state enough how much he means already to the organization. Um, just to watch him, uh, whether it's in our uh, community relations, uh, we, we had a big charity dinner uh, a month ago, and just a dynamic speaker. We did, he just 
uh, came back from the banquet circuit, and he was on the, you know, you, you probably saw him on the sports writers' banquet. I mean, it's somebody that's, uh, he's going to, I think he's going to be very meaningful to this team going forward. Yeah. You know, so, I actually got a chance to see Joe. Um, I was doing, as you know, I do a lot of DJ work in conjunction with the Phillies, too. And the, the winter tour stop at DuPont in, uh, in, in Delaware, he was there with a number of the other players and uh, just mingling with the kids and the families. The kids there chronically, you know, not chronic, but they're there for a long time. It's not, not an overnight stay. They're, they're kids who are going to be in the hospital for weeks or, or longer at a time. So the Phillies are kind enough to come and make a stop there and bring lunch and spend time with the kids and take pictures. We had the photo booth there and uh, you could see, you know, he commands the respect, but he's, he's a humble man, but, but also, you know, he's been around the block a number of times and I guess managed the, the Yankees to the world series in 09, the, the year, the second year, the Phils couldn't quite you know get it done. And so that's great that you're seeing that there. I had, I've only, you know, interacted with him a few times, but I'm not surprised to hear what you're saying about his, um, the effect he's having. Well, I just, it, it's going to be nice to have, you know, really the experience on our coaching staff because even Brian Price, uh, who's our pitching coach? Uh, you know, he's a guy who's been a manager for the Reds and was a longtime pitching coach as well. So yeah. it'd, just, it'd be nice to have that experience uh, in the coaching staff again to go along with DJ Gregorius and go along with uh, Zach Wheeler. And then we're also we have a lot of guys in camp, some a lot of veterans that are going to be competing uh, for jobs down in spring training. Whether it's Francisco Liriano, Bud Norris, uh, Neil Walker, Drew Storen, you know, a bunch of we just um, Logan Forsythe, uh, some other guys. So it's going to be uh, very very exciting. Yeah, John Brazier is our guest on the uh, Tim DeMoss show on WFIL in Philadelphia. I've known John for a lot of years, and uh, he's been director of fun and games for for all these years, and loves doing this job of promotions and and helping uh, create a fun experience in addition to what you see on the diamond. Uh, you know, with the experience that you'll have in and around that. Um, anything stand out to you for for twenty twenty that you're in position to share about or hint at even? Well, um, you know, obviously opening day is coming up on uh, April 2nd, yeah. uh, 3.05 against the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, we're going to have, you know, I love opening day. It just has the pageantry, has the uh, tradition. Um, sure. We'll have some surprises. Now, we're doing a fleece headband for all all fans coming in. So it's something different. We've done rally towels in the past. We've done T-shirts. But all, all fans are going to get a fleece headband. Um, oh. and, and, of course, we do our um, opening day, kids' opening day, uh, that is on that Sunday. We're going to do a windbreaker for all kids 14 under. Uh, we're going to have some player-related uh, uh, giveaways, whether it's Andrew McCutcheon's going to have a giveaway. I know Bryce Harper's going to have a giveaway. JT Real Muto is going to have a giveaway. So there's going to be some really cool things. And, of course, the Fanatics' birthday um, is that first month. It's always in April. Yeah. Uh, but it's April 19th, 105. So it is the best day for kids. Always will be the best day for kids. Uh, and all kids 14 under get a Philly Fanatic knit hat. So it's going to be pretty cool. Uh, in the beginning part of the season. Yeah, that's great. And for, I guess, phillies.com, just the best way to kind of keep up on all these different things. Yep. Is there a special? Phillies.com is definitely the best way. Okay. Well, that's good. John, hopefully it's the beginning of more things to come. We can maybe check in throughout the season and keep folks up on what's going down at the ballpark. And like you said, it was, it's April 3rd is opening, April 2nd is opening day, right? So April 2nd is opening day. And then, as you mentioned, the we're doing the send-off to the truck. So if the fans want to come down on CB Way at 12 o'clock to see the truck off, Oh, well, Dan Baker, the ball girls, and then if you go to the store, team store, New Era store, uh, all fans are going to get 20% off everything at the store um, on fr- this Friday. So it would be a great way to sit, send off the truck and, and get yourself some merchandise, including uh, some special spring training caps that will be available that's, on this Friday. That's pretty cool. Good deal. Thanks, my friend. Enjoy the rest all of right. your day. Thanks, Timmy D. All right. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye. All right. That's John Brazier, Director of Fun and Games for the Philadelphia Phillies. 
Glad to have him on board there, rounding out our sports report in very fine fashion. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, One of the things we do on this program every now and again is give you just a few sound bites or clips from previous interviews just to give you an idea of what this program is about. So we have a batch of those we're going to throw at you in just a couple of moments. That and much more on the way. We also have tickets, before I forget, to hand out for the, um, speaking of sports, the Philadelphia Golf Show at the Philly Expo Center. That's this coming weekend, Friday through uh, through Sunday. So if you would like to win tickets for that, send a quick text to 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683, and we will draw a number of uh, winners. I guess we have, how many do we have? We have enough to hand out a couple of winners. You can pick them up if you want, or if you want to um, have us mail them, we can drop them in the mail tomorrow probably would work out fair enough back with more in just a moment wfil live and local it's the tim demoss show weekday afternoons four till five on am 560 wfil and at wfil.com our podcast continues it's 442 on the tim demoss show on wfil wfl.com and on the app Thanks for tuning in. Just mentioning again, we have tickets to hand out for the Philadelphia Golf Show at the Philly Expo Center. It's Friday from 11 to 5, Saturday from 10 to 6, and Sunday from 10 to 4. And I have a couple of pair of tickets to hand out. If you want to send a text in, 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683. I would be happy to make a couple of winners and get those in the mail tomorrow morning. Or again, if you want to stop on by, just let me know and we can make that work as well. So our program, uh, I mentioned before the break, every now and again, we'd like to give you a little sample of what the program is. If you're new to the show, I always like to assume people don't know, you know what's going on, what the program is in a good way to welcome people aboard who are maybe brand new to things. And so uh, today I wanted to play a few clips for you that would give you some insight into what this program is about. If you just tuned in today and today's the very first day, you'd be like, what do they talk about sports? It's, you know, Paul Grassmanis of the Eagles joined us. And then John Brazier, who works for the Phillies, has joined us. But we do a lot more than sports. I'll give you an example. We had the mayor of Philadelphia, Dr. W. Wilson Good Sr. on with us last August. He was in studio for the entire time. Here's a little clip from our conversation. I grew up in the South, in the segregated South, and we were sharecroppers, Hmm. uh, which is one step removed from slavery. Uh, And we worked a farm uh, for the first 16 years of my life, and the landowner took 80%, and we took 20% to live off. And so as a young man, I moved a lot. Hmm. But the the only constant thing in wherever we moved to was that we belonged to the Mount Zion Baptist Church in Seaboard, North Carolina. And every second Sunday of the month, I only had service once a month because as pastor they had, had three other churches at other Sundays. Wow. And so we went to church on the second Sunday. I remember being baptized in the Jordan River, not in Israel, but in Seaboard, North Carolina, a river called Jordan, and uh, not a pool, but in a river. And, uh, And I cannot remember not having a close relationship to God since I was 12 years old. Uh, I can't believe not having faith 
that God will work things out, no matter how bad things got on the farm since I was 12 years old. It is, it is that experience that brought me where I am today and that belief that God will work it out no matter what it is. And in 1954, on New Year's Eve, uh, 1953, the family left uh, North Carolina and arrived in Philadelphia. Wow. And uh, the first day, January, January 1st, 1954, we moved into a home on Upland Street in southwest Philadelphia. Okay. And into a home with two other families. Uh, and we had six people in our family at that time. And I um, started going to John Bartram High School. I was uh, 15 then, about to turn uh, 16 that year. And joined the First Baptist Church of Paschal, which was down the street from me. Yeah. And that happened the first Sunday we went to church. My mother did not ask us anything before going to church. At church, we're sitting beside her. She grabs us all by the hand and said, we're joining church. Hmm. Uh, and I think that that decision that my mother made for me was a critical decision in my life. It was from that church uh, that the important things, the First Baptist Church of Pasco, that the important things happened in my life. That when my high school counselor said, don't even think about college, you got a father in prison, and you came from the farm here, my church family uh, said, we're going to send you to college, and sent me off to college. It was that mentoring over these years that has made me the man that I am. Ha- am and caused me to go from perhaps a life in prison like my father had and uh, to one of being a very successful in many, many areas of life. That's Dr. W. Wilson Good Sr., who was on the program with us last August, the 22nd of August, the full podcast. He was in the entire hour. Great time talking with him. Available at WFIL.com. Just about a month prior to that, kind of in a different walk of life in the music realm. We had Mike Love of the Beach Boys on, who had a summer album out. And I specifically asked him about the harmony that the Beach Boys are known for. Uh, And my little quick setup for that was my mom, who passed away about four and a half years ago, always harmonized when she sung songs. And one day, my wife and I were in the hallway, and it was early in the day, and we heard our youngest child, Theodora, singing a song, and she she did not know we were nearby, and we heard her harmonizing with the song she was um, singing to. And my wife and I looked at each other like, wow, where did, I didn't teach her even to think about that. And she was only about four years old at the time, which made it that much more like, wow, it's kind of like a kiss from God to say, you know, I know you miss your mom. And here's uh, a little a little gift back to you in terms of your daughter singing this way. And she does to this day. She's nine and she loves to sing, as all her kids do, and sing in harmony with something and, and just kind of finds her way through the song. So I, I just set that up and, and ask um, 
uh, Mike Love of the Beach Boys about that. Harmony, of course, matters in any song. You want to sound on key and all that, but particularly the, the Beach Boys known for that sort of thing. And here's what Mike Love of the Beach Boys had to say. Specifically, my mother and her mom, my grandmother Wilson, um, <clears throat> they love music so much. My grandmother Wilson would have loved to have been a, a concert pianist, but she unfortunately, I mean, or fortunately, she had nine children, eight lived to maturity. My mom sang in a trio on radio. I grew up in a house with a grand piano and organ and a harp. And when the cousins got together, my cousins, particularly Brian and Carl, uh, I'd get Aunt Audrey or my mom or my sister would sing, we'd sing harmony together. So the element of harmony in the Beach Boys music was a, a born of love, the love of getting together and singing and harmonizing. It had nothing to do with money or career or anything. It was just the love of harmonizing. Wow. And, and so that love of the music and harmonizing is that essential ingredient. I think that transcends boundaries or borders. So I, I think that's the secret sauce, if you will. And it, the surfing was our first song, bum, bum, dip, 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 bum. and it came out in the fall of 1961. And there was a, a, a there were like Four or five songs played on this radio station. There was a contest. The one that got the most phone-ins would be the record of the next week, and they'd play it regularly, you know, every three hours or so. Okay, so all the cousins, aunts and uncles phoned in, and it was we obliterated the opposition, let me tell you. So surfing became a big hit in, in L.A. and also Minneapolis and also Las Vegas, but it was an independent label who declared bankruptcy so they wouldn't have to pay us. But that liberated us to go to Capital EMI, which Surfing Safari came and Surfing USA, and I get around and fun, 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 and help me run and California Girls inform the Beach Boys, yeah. you know. That's Mike Love of the Beach Boys. The 29th of July, 2019 was the date for that. If you're looking the podcast up again, help yourself absolutely free at WFIL.com. One of the quick example of guests that we'll have on the program, a gentleman uh, named Alex Kendrick. He's a filmmaker. He's done songs, uh, songs, movies like Courageous, Facing the Giants, War Room, and Fireproof. And we had him on just for a little while uh, last October in conjunction with the uh, latest movie he's been doing called Overcomer. I would say I had the right elements of my identity, but they were not in the right order. Meaning, I would call myself a Christian. I know I'm a husband. I know I'm a father. I know I'm a filmmaker. But I would say I probably put filmmaking and, and writing books in the first spot of my identity. And God said, Alex, that is what you do, but that is not who you are. And the Lord kind of prompted me to think about the fact that if I never make another movie, would I still know who I am? So I had to grapple with that as we worked on the script for Overcomer. Hmm. So today I would say... The order of my identity is, first and foremost, I am a child of God in Christ. I put my faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Then I'm a husband, then a father, and then a filmmaker. That way, if the filmmaking doesn't work out, I still know who I am. My foundation is set. And so when people understand how crucial that is, how important that is, it'll solve a lot of issues of instability, of worry, of stress, because if we are only our job or our feelings, which can change, well, then that's very unstable. So Jesus Christ is the most stable thing you can put your identity in. That's Alex Kendrick, director of lots of movies, including Courageous, Facing the Giants, War Room, and Fireproof. And last fall, Overcomer. 
A lot of great wisdom in that last. I could listen to that that comment uh, a number of times to drive that point home. Hope it's encouraging to you. So these are just a few examples of the hundreds of guests we've had the last couple of years. And if you want to get the podcast, the full shows, just go to WFIL.com, click on the podcast tab, and there's a Tim DeMoss show uh, area for you to check out and enjoy. We'll take a quick break to wrap up here. And also uh, remembering we still have tickets to hand out for the Philadelphia Golf Show at the Philly Expo Center. It's this coming Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Text in at 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683. If you'd like to win a couple tickets, and we'll either mail them out to you tomorrow or you can come pick them up, whatever's easier for you. We'll take a couple of winners here in just a little bit. In the meantime, text in when you get a second, 610-500-DOVE. Back with more in a moment. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL. Email D at WFIL.com. 457 on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM560, WFIL.com, and on the app, too, which you can download free from WFIL.com. Put it on your smartphone, put it on your tablet, and carry us with you wherever you go. Coming down the home stretch of the program today, a couple quick notes for you that you may want to be aware of as we've now turned the page into February. We have a new ministry of the month, and it's uh, Family Life Today with host Dave and Ann Wilson and co-host Bob Lapine. You can catch that program weekdays at 9 a.m. and 1.30 a.m. rebroadcast on WFIL. Every weekday this month, we're giving away prayer card sets for husband, wife, and children, plus a variety of books, including Story of Us, Vertical Marriage, or The Christian Husband. And then there's also a grand prize, which includes the Art of Parenting book, the Like Arrows DVD and a Family Life Leather-Bound Marriage Bible. You can get yourself entered by clicking the Ministry of the Month banner at WFIL.com. One other thing that's also brand new at WFIL.com is the fact that you can enter to win a spot at the table, if you will, for our listener party that we're having. We're looking forward to this very much in just several weeks. Sunday, February 23rd, noon till 3, China Garden Inn in Willow Grove is the spot for that. They have a very delicious and affordable buffet. It's nine ninety five, I think, for adults and uh, $5.95 for kids 12 and under, which is very reasonable. They have all the good stuff on there, including soup and sushi and General Tso's chicken and everything. But then there's also, uh, we're giving away uh, individual spots on the guest list and a table for four is available as well. So if you want to get in on that, get yourself to WFIL.com and enter to win. We'll have some prizes to hand out that day as well. Looking forward to just hanging out and spending time with listeners. Jim Maxim, Acts 413 Ministries, leads in prayer next. Have a great night. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.